Joey, what's up, pal? Billy, what's up, pal? How, how are you? I'm good. So I'm going to apologize to everybody today that uh, we are on phone call, and that is my doing. I have a very busy schedule lined up for the week. So uh, we're filming on a Sunday. And if you follow the website, swabpodcast.com, you'll see that it's up for Sunday today, this episode. And that's because I do have a very busy week this week, but still wanted to give you guys an episode. And uh, Joey, my wonderful co-host, is going to be leading the charge on this episode. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. It's uh, it's interesting for sure. I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't really know about, especially if you live in your like mi- microcosmic world of your own religion. And, and I, for, for certain, the majority of people in the U.S. don't know about these topics because anything outside the U.S. is kind of like... I don't know if it's taboo to learn about it or you just don't learn about it in school. I mean, I didn't learn about it in school, to be honest. I didn't learn about these things till like, I want to say college and the internet, maybe, you know, when you slowly start finding out about things and TV shows, you know, like Ancient Aliens or whatever the hell you watch, like they they bring good quality information, even though like some of it's like eh, on the skeptical side, they're still bringing you history that you otherwise wouldn't know about, you know. I feel like school, I I feel like in school, I remember only so much of what was taught to me. Um, But we grew up in the perfect time, I would say, because we grew up in the time where we didn't have phones, we didn't have internet, and then we got it. And then it got better and better. And I feel, you know, like you said, we learned more because of the internet, because of, you know, television shows. And what, what they give us now is a lot more than what unfortunately at the time we were in school what teachers gave us right and anything past like before christ obviously if you went to a catholic school you're not really learning about (laughs) some catholic schools may teach about it certain topics certain cultures like egypt you know the more famous ones um and then they'll give they'll spin they'll spin their narratives about you know those particular uh because it's it's all about control. Let's let's be real. So, in America, the schooling system is 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 taught in a specific way so that we fall in line, so that we, we become workers. We we don't ask too many questions. And we do what we're told. You know, we take algebra, we take geometry, but never do we fucking utilize those things in the real world. You know, not a single time. Not a single time have I ever used PEMDAS. Not no. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> so it's definitely a good, uh, a good topic we have here today. Uh, it takes us all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia. And for those who don't know where ancient Mesopotamia is, ancient Mesopotamia is modern day Iraq. Mm. And the ancient Mesopotamians had a story of these beings, the Anunnaki. Um, and it's funny because the their exact translation of the Anunnaki means, and this is a rough translation from those, uh, from those of the heavens who came down, or, or something like that. I, I may be misrepresenting it, but it has to do with heavens and and those who came down. So they're they're gods, they're deities. I mean, in modern day times, if something came down from the sky, we wouldn't call it a god; we would call it an alien, especially if it came in some kind of craft, you know, or or on some kind of cloud or whatever the case may be. We're, we're, we're more inclined to think now like, okay, these are technological beings. This is probably not God. 
Um, and the Anunnaki uh, is is it was a race of beings. It wasn't just like one particular one particular deity. So it wasn't like this god came down. It was monotheistic. You know, they believed that all these beings uh, from wherever they came from uh, were were gods, and and they seeded um, human life on Earth pretty much, or or had a had a hand in genetically altering and that's how some people you know the the alien ancient theorists skeptics would consider it they had a hand at at altering uh the human genome or you know the the story goes that they found this this hominid species that lived you know on earth when they came here in their travels looking for gold and resources or whatever the case may be to heal their planet um and this is this is actually in ancient texts like translated as as best as they can um the story comes from the enuma elish where there's these tablets these these seven tablets i guess they're it's it's funny that that number seven it keeps it keeps rolling up again you know like this this seven just apostles, gonna say that's exactly seven. what nick said not too low last week right so i'm um, this this the number seven is it goes back far more significant in in time than we actually even realize and it's utilized because i would say as far as far back as written scripture goes it goes back to mesopotamia so to give to give your listeners a timeline ancient mesopotamia is so christ was 2000 years ago roughly um this is probably 3000 years before christ so roughly we're looking at like 3200 bc is the time that, or the oldest scriptures that we have of, of written, you know, and, and I could be wrong. It, it could be that we found something that's older, that's written more, more recently, maybe even in Egypt. Um, so these, uh, these ancient Mesopotamians, 3000 years before Christ. And now if you really think about that, don't, don't just take that lightly. Just think about the amount of, of vast time that has to go by to even just get to the birth of Christ. 3,000 years is no joke, right? Like, look at look at the history of America in just 300 years. It just seems that, that 300 years seems like ages ago, you know, like horse and carriage. You know, we got here by boats. There was no, you know, there was no medication. There was no antibiotics. There was no, this is, this is that time, right? Now, go back even further. 2000 years to Jesus like we like there people question whether Jesus is actually real or not right like right, no one right. really even started talking about Jesus till what was it like four, four or five hundred years after Jesus's death um, so we're talking about 5000 years ago and there are still significant um, structures that stand today in in modern day Iraq that signify that okay the ancient one the ancient Mesopotamians were real it's not mythology um, mainstream academia will tell you that the Anunnaki which they speak of in these ancient texts are are these um, these deities that you know were just mythological they they made them up for I don't know what entertainment purposes three five thousand years ago. I'm not inclined to believe that because the story that they give is is the story of creation, right? And it doesn't differ much from um, 
the Bible story of creation. There's a lot taken from those tablets that makes it into the Bible story of creation. So how far back does this story really go? You know? Right. Um, so to, to give your, and obviously they, everyone knows what the episode is about. If you clicked on it, um, it's about planet X and the ancient Anunnaki. And now you might ask like, what does planet X have to do with ancient Mesopotamia and the Anunnaki? Well, um, the ancient Mesopotamians talked about a quote-unquote ninth planet beyond Neptune. And it's wild because we didn't recently discover Neptune. Like, I have to, I have to Google that. Maybe, maybe you might be a little faster than me, Billy. Let me just give that a quick Google. Neptune. Let's just see how old, uh, when, when Neptune was discovered. Neptune. September 23rd, 1846. Okay, so 1846, we, we discovered Neptune, like through modern day, you know, telescopes or not modern day, modern of the time in 1846, right? And 1846 is relatively close. Now, you're telling me that a civilization 5,000 years ago was able to construct a pyramidal structure, the ziggurat. They can, you can Google that and look that one up for your, for your listeners. The ziggurat is... is I don't know if the pyramids are older than the ziggurat or the ziggurat is all they might be at the same it might be at the same time frame that these structures came about because ancient Egypt where they say that the pyramids were built like 5000 years ago they could you know some of these planets actually much older good some of these planets and stars were discovered at like an absurd time like where I, there's no way telescopes were invented at that time no. so they found they found uranus Uranus. So not not just that. So the um, the ancient Anunnaki knew about all eight planets and even a tenth planet with uh, an apparent orbit that has thirty two hundred years around our sun. And for the longest time, this was considered, you know, taboo to talk about. It's considered oh, it's it's not possible, etc. But because of these um, these mathematical anomalies and the way that Neptune revolves around the earth and it's, it's obscure, right? So scientists have discovered through some kind of mathematical equations that it's very possible that there may be some gravitational force just beyond our solar system, another planet that pulls it in a different direction. Um, They haven't proven that yet because this planet is, it's in hiding and it's, it's, probably very far away um and if it has an elliptical orbit there's no telling where it could be i mean astronomers may know about it people this may be one of those like compartmentalized secrets that people just keep from the public like let's not talk about that planet that's far off in the distance um and what's wild is is that reality often makes it into fiction you know that that scene in star wars where luke is standing on tatooine on his home planet and he looks out into the distance and he's trying and to figure like out his sons. life yeah. and there's two sons well apparently it's a very real possibility that there's a dwarf star beyond our solar system and it's just far enough away that we don't see it and we maybe misconstrue it as a part of a star system um, so around this dwarf star is the ninth planet. 
So there's a star and a planet that orbits around it. And that star and that planet orbits around our solar system elliptically every 3,200 years. So apparently when it gets close enough for us to see it, it causes devastation to Earth. Pole shifts and devastation to the surrounding planets within the solar system. Uh, because of its gravitational force, it starts to screw up all the planets that it comes into contact with. And there is, and I'm, I don't know how much you know about um, the solar system, but there's, um, there's an asteroid belt in our solar system. Uh, and it's very possible that that asteroid belt may have been a planet. And in fact, science or astronomers are leaning more towards that that asteroid belt was indeed a planet early on in our solar system that collided with another planet and exploded. And the remnants of that which planet, which belt is that? Orion's belt or the or the Kuiper belt? No. So um, it's not Orion's belt. This this asteroid belt is within our solar system. It's basically like so. Let's say you wanted to get from here to. And I'm going to pull up a picture of the solar system as is. So I can really explain it to your listeners in depth. And let's click on this here. And so the asteroid belt, it looks like it's just beyond Mars. So let's say you wanted to get from Earth to Jupiter. You would have to cross this asteroid belt or go over it. Or under it, um, depending on how you want to look at over and under in space. I guess there's no such thing, but <laughs> you get what I mean. So if you wanted to take a straight path to Jupiter when it when it gets aligned to us, and let's say you have you have the capability of going as fast as you want, the speed of light. If you went all the way straight through, you'd you'd get to a point where there's this where there's these rocks that elliptically orbit our sun. It used to be an entire whole planet, and this planet exploded and no one really knows what planet hit it for this to occur some speculate that's where our moon came from um and that's where the subsequent moons of mars came from and these these big giant rocks got caught in the orbit of you know the vastness of mars and earth and then they become moons and the same thing with jupiter jupiter has a bunch of moons itself um so that being said now, if you consider that, the, that there's a possibility that planet X is real and it does have an elliptical orbit. Now, let's say this elliptical planet makes its way into our solar system. It's coming around, right? And once it starts entering, it's a very real possibility that it's going to make contact with one of the eight planets that are in our solar system, circulating it perfe perfectly, in a sense, um, and come come in contact or enough contact to disrupt that planet, right? Um, so the story goes is that something from the planet X, maybe another planet that was near planet X or planet X's moon smashed into um, a planet in our solar system, which is now known as the asteroid belt. And the asteroid belt used to be known as Titan, according to mythology. So... And and feel feel free to fact check me on any of these things. We'll we'll go we'll go back and we'll do another episode in depth. Like this this is like this is research that I had to do within the last forty eight hours. So some of it is going to be shoddy. <laughs>
Um, Isn't but, Titan also uh, a moon of it's, one of the it's planets? It's also a moon of Jupiter. But the original Saturn. But the original Titan, um, and I'm pretty sure the original Titan was the asteroid belt, and it got destroyed. And the giants of quote unquote Titan uh, came to Earth, and that's that's another story where these these giant beings. So like, there's there's so much like conjecture and this like this back and forth of not knowing where giant beings came from and where the mythology from that stems from. But a lot of it does stem from the Anunnaki. Um, the Which ancient is also very, very vaguely in the Bible, the, the Bible that's out now, like for like, it's the King James version, the version right. that Catholics and Christians refer to. And then the whole, the in more in-depth version of the, of the giants is in the book of Enoch, which is not really affiliated with the Bible to a lot of people. Right. But and, it's in there. and the book of Enoch is, is not even as old as the, the seven scriptures of ancient Mesopotamia. Um, and the one that is considered like the Holy Grail is is the seventh one. It's called the Enema Elish. Um, so in that story, in the Enema Elish, it gives it gives really the backstory of the ancient uh, ancient Anunnaki that came from the heavens, whether you want to believe it's stars or, or gods, maybe they were gods that came down. I'm more inclined to believe like, hey, there's space out there. We can see the moon. We can see the planets and the sun. They probably came from a different planet. Um, and and let me explain this really quickly. The, the ancient Anunnaki, Anunnaki are depicted as human-like beings. They're just depicted very large. And every single depiction of them in in ancient Iraq – um, and there's museums that depict these Anunnaki figures. They depict them with wings. They depict them with watches and these these very like almost like technological looking suits, like if they're space suits, right? And they're always depicting them with wings on their back. Um, reason for that being maybe is they're trying to express to the best their abilities like, hey, these beings had the ability of flight. So that's why we're portraying them with wings because they're like birds they're trying to associate it they're trying to associate these beings with things that they know that are you know tandemine to the environment that they live in so but when they depict them they always depict them large they depict them holding lions like not not cubs not cub lions like fully because you can see like in the picture oh that's a fully grown lion that looks like it doesn't look like a cub it looks like a fully grown lion yeah it has the mane and this and this being this this person looks like it dwarfs this lion and it's just holding it in a headlock maybe you could find that pic and when we make it real you you just clip it in and I'll, I'll i'll try to find it and send it to you it's really but it's something else because they, and they always depict human beings next to the anunnaki as very small and little and you can always interpret that as oh hey you know, they're not literally bigger than human beings, but we put them on a pedestal of importance, these beings, these Anunnaki, um, or these gods, quote unquote, these deity, these mythological deity, they're important. So we we drew them bigger in comparison to us. And I'm not I'm not inclined to believe that. I think that people know what they see and they try to explicitly tell a story, especially if you know, you're in a time where there's no TV, there's no uh, there's no technology whatsoever, right? You're gonna you're gonna try to tell the story of your people to the best of your ability and try to get it exact for the future generations. Um, but we we brush everything off as mythology nowadays. Like for instance, we brushed for a long time um, 
the the uh, the, the the story of Troy. Um, we brushed it off. Troy didn't exist until it was discovered. I think Troy was discovered in like the 1700s or something like that. Uh, it was like a recent archaeological discovery, not not recent in terms of like our generation, but you know, recent archaeology enough, as a whole. Yeah, recent enough as archaeology as a whole, and when we started documenting things. So, if that was mythology and considered Greek mythology at one time, what else could possibly be true? That you know, like. Uh, first of all, the story of Achilles. Achilles was a, a mythological war god. He's not a mythological war god anymore. It probably turns out that Achilles was actually a real person. So, and now we got that that great movie with Brad Pitt in it now. <laughs> yeah, there are no pacts between lions and men. That's a good. I had to do it. That, that was a good impersonation. <laughs> so. You do look, you do look Brad Pitt esque. I'll do it. I'll I'll do the remake of that fucking movie. I love that movie. <laughs> so, it it begs the question, you know, when we think about the past, like, is it really mythology? Do we have to do we have to like go there as as mainstream? I get I get what they're doing, right? So, they have to create a narrative because not everything can be true. And they don't know where it fits in history if it is true, and they can't always take it at face value. So they take these stories, and they'll put them in the mythological category. But for a second, let's pretend that it's not mythological. Let's it, let's pretend that it's that it's real. It kind of makes sense because the ancient Mesopotamians and the Babylonians before, uh, after them, these were all advanced civilizations with advanced mathematical knowledge. They built cities, they built aqueducts, they built, they had agriculture far beyond anything that we have constructed. Like if you think about it, we struggled. I mean, we, we just talked about it on our last episode that we were struggling with agriculture coming here from England, coming here from, you know, all these different countries to try to settle in America, they still didn't really know how to, how to farm. And I'm not saying that they didn't know on a whole, like they're, they're, the concept is there planting and et cetera, but like to, to excavate and to do it in a timely fashion, you're talking about these civilizations did it 5,000 years ago and they did it with intention. And how do we know this? Because the Amazon rainforest has recently discovered that there's vast cities um, through LIDAR, that these cities probably were inhabited with millions and millions of people. Um, the, the estimate is probably like three to four million people that the Amazon rainforest, like this is a, a great vast civilization that existed, not just in South America, but on the other side of the world as well, Iraq, Egypt. So there was a network of, of advanced civilizations 5,000 years ago and ask yourself how were they that advanced how did they have stuff that we didn't have only just 500 years ago right how did they have mathematical knowledge that we are just acquiring now how did they know about the planets in our solar system if they couldn't visibly see them but yet they give us maps about them right it's clear as day it's it's the sun in the center and all the subsequent planets surrounding it and they were they were depicting these stories on um, not not just walls and not just putting these stories in carvings. They had metallurgy. Some of these um, civilizations where they would um, mold these uh, these elaborate like stories into into this metal. Um, I'm trying to think of the. Um, 
give me one second. I'm trying to think of the the name of the and I looked it up beforehand. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the. There was a priest who was given a gift, and it it dated back to ancient Mesopotamia. Um, you know what? We're, we'll come back to it, and we'll we'll try to we'll try to fit that into a reel. But anyway, he he had he had all these um these artifacts from ancient Mesopotamia. And he showed a he showed an artifact with, um, and I'm sure Joe, not I'm sure I know Joe Rogan showed it on his podcast and talked about it. It's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, he he had this um, he had this metal sheet, and this metal sheet was a depiction of the Anunnaki and and how they knew the universe to be, not the universe, the solar system, right? Uh-huh. And it's if we're not in space, how do we acquire the knowledge? of what surrounds us in space. You get what I'm saying? Like if someone, right. if, if someone put you in the wilderness with no technology, no internet, and they were like, figure out where the planets are, how they're aligned and draw me a map of it. You'd almost never figure that out. You'd probably go your whole life without figuring that out. You get what I'm saying? Cause there's, there's, you have no telescope. You have no, you have no equipment. You have no tools to acquire this knowledge. You can even take it down a notch and say, think about people that, have to learn like a tree you know what i mean like i'm still learning things at my job now things that i did very less in depth when i was growing up than i'm doing now you know like put a couple screws here when you're growing up your dad tells you yeah put you know use the drill throw throw, throw a couple screws in here and you know that's that's how you do it and then now at my job now i'm, I'm building elaborate things so imagine going into something learning it and then you know not knowing nothing and someone's teaching you at that time period we're not talking about building a, a box or a table or something we're talking about things that are not even on this planet that that they somehow know right if that makes sense it's true it, it does for sure so i actually i found it so um in ancient sumeria uh in the jungles of Ecuador, there were artifacts, and this is on the other side of the world. Um, there were artifacts found from ancient Sumeria in Ecuador, and they were given to Father Crespi. Uh, and if, if if your listeners want to dive into that and go into the mysteries of Father Crespi and how he acquired all these artifacts, it's a pretty interesting story. And on these artifacts, it shows like just these elaborate like artifacts of, of pyramids, and not just pyramids um of 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 tablets of metal tablets um showing the depiction of the universe or uh, not the universe the solar system if you will and stars and um just a, a vast collection of knowledge that he acquired and most of it was in gold and so they they did have some type of technology to melt gold to form it and these are things that we have today right and these are things that that are are more recent technological advancements uh like five to six hundred years i mentioned father crespi on an episode and i'm trying to remember what episode i did it might have been something with the giants actually yeah so and that and that this is this is what we're talking about the anunnaki planet x the giants this is all intertwined interconnected and the the reason why there's so much speculation on you know giants and if they're real just so so imagine if you will a solar system. Let's let's start from a blank, right? And there's a there's a planet that sprouts some life in that solar system. 
And there's a theory, and stop me if you haven't heard it, and I'll explain it. Um, it's called panspermia. Never heard of it. Okay. So panspermia is the idea that all the planets in a solar system, or all the planets in a galaxy, really, share genetic information. And now you're going to be like, well, how is that possible? How do, how do planets share genetic information? Well, one asteroid crashes into, let's say, um, Earth. And Earth is seeded with life. There's a bunch of germs on Earth. And an asteroid comes into contact with Earth, crashes into Earth so hard, it sends projectiles of rock that's from Earth back out into, the, into space. And now it, it's only a matter of time before the rock or, quote unquote, or the germs that are on those rocks come into contact with another planet, let's say a neighboring planet like Mars. And so Mars and this is a good example. Mars and Earth have been sharing genetic material for thousands of years. Even even recently, we're 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 still getting asteroids that are coming from Mars, or rocks that are coming from Mars, and and, and vice versa. Rocks are falling on Mars that are from Earth. So they they're traveling vast distances. There's elliptical orbits of these rocks, and you know they they come into contact with one another. So. In a sense, we share not only genetic information, but germs, right? They, germs are genetic information. So it's only a matter of time, especially like let's say, and this is this is an actual real possibility. I'm not just giving speculation. There's a, a point in time in the history of our solar system that Mars and Earth were sister planets, that they both had vast oceans and they both had um, atmospheres that were identical to one another. And from a distance, they looked almost exactly like one another, except obviously the landscapes are probably different. And so if they were sharing these germs and genetic information over millions of years, shouldn't it would make sense that life is evolving in the same fashion on each planet and some of the same beings will eventually evolve on each planet. So each planet will subsequently have their own species or vast species of hominids and lions and elephants, and they'll grow to all different various sizes according to, you know, the conditions of that planet or that geolocation on that planet. Right. Right. So if, if you're trying to imagine this right now, you're imagining Earth and Mars, and you're imagining that both these planets are identical, they have the same type of animals, they have the same type of hominids, and they slightly look somewhat different, because gravity is different, so maybe um, some beings are taller on one planet and shorter on another, etc. Now, taking that same concept of Mars and Earth as close as they are to one another, let's just outstretch that and far reach that into every single planet in our galaxy in our solar system right and if there's a planet x and it's got an elliptical orbit and let's say that planet x has a very similar composition to earth and now we're sharing genetic information with that planet um and and evolution is a weird thing because there's no telling there's no telling what planet is going to evolve faster and what planet is going to evolve slower. Now, let's say the hominids on planet X were, they're more advanced. They have like a million years on the hominids of Earth, 
Muhammad is of Earth are still in the Stone Age, or just even past the Stone Age. Like they're you know they're primals. They're just in trees. They're not even hunter gatherers yet, right? And there's already civilization starting on this planet X. Eventually, a million years goes by. Let's just say they they break out into that type one civilization type of hominid species and they decide to start you know roaming their solar system as we do right so we're we're in the midst of that we're in the midst of trying to figure out our solar system and what surrounds us and how we can utilize it to our benefit the moon we want to mine helium three mars we want to go to mars we want to see if we can colonize mars and you know put beings or the human beings on on pretty much whatever surface that we can put them on to survive right that's it's our main goal and purpose another hominid species that evolved on a different planet would do the same thing in our solar system and let's just say in in the the distant past five thousand years ago ten thousand years ago should go back a hundred thousand years maybe these anunnaki beings have been around for millions of years and evolved in our solar system and kind of manipulated our solar system over the course of millennia, right? It would make sense because it, it just seems out of nowhere in our history, in our, in our past history, that these technological civilizations just sprouted out of nowhere without any kind of backstory, it's like, all right, so how did you acquire the knowledge to build these things? How did you? And they have stories on how they acquired the knowledge of how they built these things. It's not like, you know, they went through hundreds of years of edu- or hundreds of thousands of years of education to come to the conclusion of the specific mathematics that it takes to build a pyramid. And they, they give those things credit to beings that came from somewhere else. Right. And they we just in modern day call those beings deities mythological you know it's just a story right but it just doesn't make sense it just seems kind of childish at this point to to not give some credibility to the fact that we are probably not alone in our in our galaxy we're probably not alone in our let alone in our solar system um if 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 mars was a planet like ours it's a very real possibility that life maybe evolved first there maybe we're from there and a lot of people never take that into consideration maybe we're not the the original hominids of earth maybe maybe modern day human beings stemmed from somewhere else we came from somewhere else completely you know it could it could potentially be that we are the humans or that human beings are the aliens right well you know what like i said there's and we said this in other episodes there's a Every every civilization that has their their religion and have things on cave paintings and on paper, everything is very similar to one creation story. And if you take Planet X and the Anunnaki, and that story goes back 3,000, 4,000 years prior to when we heard, quote-unquote, the first story of creation, and then a being that told us how we should be it's very plausible that something did come here and there was a lot more life in the universe to bring forth to the earth at that time you know three thousand years prior to, to christ right and potentially 
start things off. See, I'm a firm believer that the story of Jesus is real. Is it concrete, though, to what we believe in the Bible? Like, I do believe Jesus existed. I do believe there's this higher being. I believe there's a God. Because undoubtedly, you know, it's just hard to fathom and sit there and think to yourself, how did everything start? Something had to start. You know, it just was well, just blackness and then boom. No, I, I, I don't think that. I, I just think that the that we're missing. I think that we're missing the, the story. Uh, we're missing the big picture because we're missing a whole chapter in human history. And the Sumerians have a take on it. Um, it says here um, there was there was a God, um, quote unquote, a God. His name was Inki. He was an ancient Sumerian God. Inki and Enel. I might be like butchering that, but E-N-L-I-L. Um, so they were associated with such domains as like water, earth, and air. These gods were believed to have created humans as a labor force to help them with tasks on earth. Now the story goes, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've, I've heard it so many times in various different places. And we can fact check this later on. You can put like a little false stamp or a true stamp. The story goes that the ancient Anunnaki's their plan, planet X was dying. And they needed to mine gold because gold had a property that they needed to to cure their atmosphere. Um, and we obviously use gold today in technology. So it kind of makes sense. And, and gold has always been this throughout history, this very valuable. I mean, we base our, our currency off of gold. For I mean, now it's like the petrodollar and a few other things. But gold is still like the highest standard. All these nations are trying to acquire as much gold as possible because that determines the wealth of the nation um and now bricks and all these other things we could get into that in another episode but apparently they're trying to buy up all the gold and so long story short we still hold gold as this this high standard of value and for what reason like because gold has it's a it's a highly conductive metal and it's it's pretty we use it for jewelry and we use it for you know we use it in technology um but it's very possible that this information was given to us in the ancient past that we should value this gold. Um, and apparently the Anunnaki valued it because it saved their planet, so to speak. Or, or maybe it didn't. I mean, who knows what happened. But apparently humans were genetically created by the ancient Anunnaki. They took a hominid that was here on Earth when they you know, landed on Earth. And they tinkered with the genetic you know, makeup of this hominid and created modern day homo sapiens. So I'm glad you said that because um, I mentioned this in other episodes and it just happens to be that uh, my lovely lady has this blood type. I don't know the exact scientific name to pronounce it. Nick's not here with us tonight. Um, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the scientific name, but what I will say, it's, it's called RH negative blood type, right? right. And RH negative blood type is rare and scientists and doctors to this day have no idea where it came from they can't trace it back they don't and it's a very very small percentage of the population that has it it's a very 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 rare blood type so rare that you know when my wife was pregnant um she she had more complications she had this she has this uh, blood disorder called itp so it makes it that much harder when she was given birth to find blood just in case something happened because right. she had RH negative blood on top of ITP. Right. And she's actually said to me that um, 
her blood type is rare. She was the first one to really break it down to me. She was like, yeah, you know, I know you're into all that stuff. This was before the podcast. She's like, yeah, some say that it comes from aliens. They don't know where it came from. Um, and it's very, very rare. And now when you said that the Anunnaki came down here and started tinkering with humans, right. it's, it's that's, you know, listen, it may be far-fetched to, you know, people like Neil deGrasse, who's. A but think, think about that story. Think about what she said, that it came from aliens. Like, how far does that does that story go? How far does that that myth go that it came from aliens? Well, that's what I'm how saying. Far, how not... far back? How far back have people been saying that? To, so to she someone, said it, right? But people with like Rh negative blood, people with Rh negative blood, three, four hundred years ago, might have said the same thing because they heard it from somewhere. And it's this thing that the, uh, this game of telephone that gets passed down from generation to generation to generation, and it, and it lasts, right? Like because people always try to to keep up with as much information as they can from our distant past. Right. And, but that's the thing. It's not, it's really not that far fetched to say that given some of the things that have come out. Like I feel like within the last 10 to 15 years in regards to paranormal as a whole and, and science and extra, if you want to intertwine science with um, parascience, I'll call it like paranormal science, parapsychology. Right. Things of extraterrestrial nature, ancient astronaut theorisms and stuff like that. It's not too far fetched to say that RH negative blood comes from something. Also, I think it's called Resus. It's called the Resus factor. Does that sound familiar? Resus negative. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, how yeah. You, I, I couldn't figure out how to. I, I looked it up. It says if you're looking for a general name to refer to an individual with RH negative blood, you would simply refer to them as RH negative individuals or people with rh negative blood type so, but yeah it's it's called it's also known as the resus factor yeah i couldn't begin to like i'm not this science names and things like that <laughs> if, if you're talking to me about aliens and ghosts Listen, we're, we're just two bros just talking shit about things but yeah trying no, to make, this is trying this, to make sense trying to make sense of it you know this, like this is your forte man this is that's why i wanted you to lead the charge tonight on this episode because you know we're, we're working hand in hand with each other so i say joey Pick some episodes out that you want to cover. And when I when you said Planet X, I was like, I have no idea about this subject, man. It sounds good. I, I looked it up. I did some yeah. research my own. But I was like, Joey's going to lead the charge. Planet, on Planet X could be where the the mythology of the giants started. And and they didn't. The Anunnaki never really referred to them as giants. But I could be wrong about that. I would have to like look more into the to their epics. Like there's the the Enuma Elish, and then there's the Art Art Hashish, Hashish, I could be, I'm butchering this shit, but like there's multiple epics on these stone tablets that they've left for thousands of years for people to encode and read. And the, basically the story of mankind is in these tablets. Now, I know you said before that these, these images of them that were drawn, it's been mentioned on Joe Rogan's podcast. He, I've, I've seen many clips of him saying, and what the and what the fuck is that on his wrist? Is that a watch? Is that a watch? Is, yeah. he, is he carrying and, and a, the, a the Anunnaki? Book? Looked like they're wearing fucking watches. It's like it's a very real possibility. If they're if they're from another planet, it's probably a fucking smartwatch. It probably does something similar to what our Apple Watch does. You know? Yeah. It it, it, it you know time. If you really think about time, like really sit. And there's a lot of a lot of subjects where I just think at night. I think about time. You know, is there really time or is it just you know, we need time to tell when the sun is setting and everything like that. But if there was no time, you'd have to be like, obviously, way back in the day, people just looked at the sun and just knew like, all right, it's afternoon. I probably got about, you know, X amount of again, referring to time, but they would probably say to themselves, 
you know, it's going to get dark very soon. You know, you could just tell, like, but is there really a concept of time? Like, is there really is time? Like, that's one category. Then you go into, like, where certain things came from, and, and, and you just sit there and you think about stuff. But that the, for them to have watches on their on their wrist, they probably used it if we're if we're talking to them as. I mean, modern day archaeology is going to tell you, oh, it's it's jewelry, it's decorated jewelry. Yeah, like but, like but fucking watch to Like me. I said, too, and we always say that we've been saying this a lot lately because um, you know, a lot of the episodes that you and I have done, especially like you know, we started out with history episodes and things like that. Whatever these people saw in ancient times, they drew it as probably as close as they can remember seeing it. So if they're drawing these beings as bigger, the more chances are they were either A, they were like six to eight feet tall, which obviously seven feet tall and a little bit is the max of, of a human that we've ever, the largest human was like seven feet right. something, right? But they, so they probably to them, they said they were giants and they depicted them and drew them bigger on paintings and cave stuff, you know, because that's what they saw. Obviously it might be exaggerated, but at that time period, you know, humans didn't evolve to be tall right away. So whatever they saw four or 5,000 years ago had to be somewhat large. Again, they could have exaggerated. But what I'm getting at is the ancient people from those time periods drew what they saw. And I'm going to say that they didn't exaggerate what they saw. So if they saw an Anunnaki and it had wings, maybe they depicted it because they could fly. Or maybe they had jetpacks. If they depicted them wearing watches or some kind of jewelry, maybe they did have something on their wrist. We'll never know. That's something that, you know, modern scientists won't cover. People like Neil deGrasse won't even fathom. Talking they won't about they them. won't touch it. And you know what's crazy? These same pictures of these, quote unquote, Anunnaki, they're found all over the world. It's not they don't just find them in Iraq. They're, they were found in Ecuador. They were and they, they weren't just transported there like these were ancient cultures drawing these same beings all over the place. And it's the same it's that same picture that you see that that very famous picture with them holding the pine cones. And there's always a bag in their hand. And no one knows what that bag is. Guys wearing a watch and throughout like the Ecuadorian advanced cultures, there were these same beings that were depicted the same way with the wings and the watches holding the bag and holding a pine cone. It's just this wild thing. And then you could trace it back to like, it gets even deeper, right? Like there, there may be information that even the Pope and, and, you know, the highest of the highs in the Catholic religion know about like their, their staffs, they have these pine cones on them. They have all the same like insignias that, that were used in, in ancient Sumer on some of their, um, what was, uh, you, you know, more than me about, uh, the Catholic religion with the uh, the sash that they wear over them. What's it called? Well, the the sashes and 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 things to that nature in regards to when they suit up to like do masses and stuff like that. I don't really know the significance of of the sashes, right? Um, but I do know that the Pope and that pine cone, which is depicted a lot, um, especially around, and, and it's not just the pine cone. It's it's the um... Right, so there's a cross, and it's not it's not the cross of Jesus Christ. There's this um, there's this cross that's you that he that's on his sash, and if you pay attention to all the things that are on his sash, a lot of them are things that 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 signify to either ancient Egypt or, or ancient Sumer. So there there is a significance in the history of it, in the fact that it's still being displayed 
and and still being used and worshipped on articles of clothing of the highest priests today. You know, right, right. I'm actually googling right now the 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 whole why is the pine cone on the Pope's apparel to see what it says. Just what what what, what Google will give me. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll, it'll pop up. It yeah. says similarly, similarly, pine cones have been associated with spiritual enlightenment, resembling the brain's penal gland. Ah, the third, the third eye. Yeah, also known as the third eye, as well as eternal life, since pine cones are born from the evergreen trees. The pine cones has also been mentioned in connections to the tree of life. I mean, so the third eye thing sound, uh, it makes more sense because you know, I, I don't. I guess the pine cone is very similar to what the penal grand land looks like, but if you have the Anunnaki depicting with this pine cone, um, maybe they were trying to teach people, you know, extra senses that some people claim that, that, that are have. within them, right? That we have, yeah, that and we, if you it, it, that that even goes to like ancient, you know, the Hinduism, like Indians from India, they they all they they. I, I mean, some of them are Catholic, some of them are Muslim. There's a lot of different religions in that part of the world. Um, but <laughs> what you will find in common is that that, that culture, the Indian culture, they believe in um, in the third eye and that sense, you know? Right. Now, before we, because uh, we're, we're getting to the hour mark now, what is your, so we're talking about Planet X, and this is all in regards to Planet X, is we believe that possibly the Anunnaki came from Planet X. And you said that, you know the, the creation with with galaxies and space and, and planets. Just throwing it out there because we had a couple episodes ago we were talking about religion. What if Planet X is not a planet? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was going to save it, but you, there you go. You said it. It it couldn't be. It, it might not be a planet. What if it's a fucking starship? You know. What if it's like uh, the Death Star? You know what I mean? Some kind of intergalactic society that roams around in this in this quote unquote planet-sized ship that comes and visits other planets. You know? I was actually going to go a little deeper than that, but yeah, that, so you, you can rock with that, which is also a good thing to think about that. Well, could think about that because we're starting to see alien sightings and attacks and all this stuff now, whether it's a uh, smokescreen or not, but what if Planet X is what was there the entire time before everything came to be? What if Planet X is the Alpha Omega, the maker, the, the creator? The, the starting point? Yeah. What if that is, and that's why when it rotates around every, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that. And the only reason why is because it would be very like, um, not ignorant, but what's, what's the word I'm looking for that, you know, it would very, it would be very like, maybe naive in a sense to believe that we're the center of the galaxy and everything started with us here. You know what I mean? That it didn't just start. So there's, there's in our universe, there are galaxies everywhere. Who's to say that what galaxy was the starting point of life and what life resides in these other galaxies, you know? Well, I believe the last lines of the Revelation, book of Revelations is, I am the Alpha Omega. So the Alpha is the beginning. So maybe we did start here. I mean, it's the beginning, right? But... Let's say the Anunnaki are real, for instance, just for a second. Let's just play along with it. it. If they are the Alpha Omega and it's real, that's the starting point for us because that's the point where they interjected and, and created 
humankind, so to speak, right? And in their image and likeness. And that's that that saying in the Bible where where God created us in his image and likeness, it could have been an alien creating us in his image and likeness, a giant alien, but just toning us down a bit because we're, you know, we're his creation. We're the, you're, you're the little version of us, you know? Right. It's a, something that makes you think, man, it it definitely does. It makes you think. And I do believe that there is a planet X and. Well, I mean, the mathematics, NASA even says themselves, you know, there's a real possibility that planet planet X exists. The only thing I don't just conjecture anymore. The the reason why they they don't want to give credence to whatever is because they know that conspiracy kooks and people have been saying or people that they say are kooks have been saying this for years because it's been in ancient texts for thousands of years. But now they kind of have to give way and tip their hat to saying, hey, the science supports that it's a very real possibility that Planet X right. exists. Well, Caltech, the researchers, um, NASA reported, this was from NASA, and I also used it on the reel earlier. Caltech reported that there's mathematics that there is a Planet X. The only thing I don't really get behind is I don't never heard of a planet to, to, to travel. I mean, orbit, yeah, every 300 and something. So that's one big orbit, orbit, you know, to go every 300 and something years and come across but every every three thousand years right every three thousand years right so um for it to come every three thousand years it kind of falls into categories of you know mass mass destructions and floods and things like that but um for a planet to to move around like that and then come into our solar system or galaxy it's it, that's tough to believe but let, let's just hope that it's still 3,000 years off or maybe even 1,000 years off. Because if it's 1,000 years off, we'll be long gone. And so will everybody that we ever Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of stuff that people say is going to happen, we're not going to be around to see. Like whenever climate change actually starts happening and it's not the Earth just naturally changing. Yeah, we won't we, be around. We, 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 we won't be around for that. We're I don't think like 2,300, 2,400. There's, there's, listen, scientists, are, there's, there's a split with that discussion. And people this scientists that say climate change is just literally like we've actually had in the last five to ten years we've had a significant growth and benefits from the planet than than what they're trying to, to do now you gotta pay close, close attention to what's going on i don't we're going into spooky season literally in two after two weeks in two weeks we're starting we got two episodes left next week i'm doing pre- pre- preparing everybody for the spooky season lineup what we got in store we got one more non-paranormal but it has some dark demonic stuff in it as well hollywood land part two with uh dario anthony he's coming back on because he's got to talk much about what's still going on in hollywood which is great right after that kicking off spooky season but hopefully there's not any more like mass fires with conspiracies behind that that we have to touch on but uh i think the internet's covered the whole maui thing but um they you know they're trying to push climate change and Things changing through these disasters. It's all you hear, all you see. The Canadian wildfires. And, and we, honestly, you know what I was thinking too? Like we should do an entire episode on everything the government has ever lied to you about. You know, And the reason why that's important is because and, – and the government just doesn't mean the government. Like it, it just falls into everything mainstream. Like whoever's the, uh, the, the arbiters of knowledge right, in, in our society – they have a stronghold on all this information. They keep you from going into certain places in Egypt. They keep you from going to certain places in Iraq to, to do archaeological digs to find keep out you from more about the past. Keep you from posting certain things on Instagram keep and you, TikTok. Keep you from posting certain exactly. But 
it would be important to do an episode on everything that they lied to you about so you can realize that don't take everything at face value that you know mainstream academia or the government tells you because there is a narrative and they're trying to get you to fall in line with that narrative always with whatever the narrative may be like you know slaves built the pyramid narrative and and they they said that now somebody just fucking said that no one even knew if that was actually true but that fucking lie has been going around for damn near like 200 years and people believed it right and now they're like no that was a skilled workforce that was a skilled labor force of foremen of of construction workers that knew exactly what they were doing and and how to build like the the pinnacle of of architecture at that at that very time so it it definitely wasn't slave were were there some slaves involved in 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 some of the the tedious labor probably we're not talking about the guys that are on the site measuring and putting these stones into place like there had to be so much accuracy there these these were the most intelligent individuals on the planet at that time right so to sit there and spread that lie for like 200 years that they were slaves and they were just no more than slaves is just stupidity, right? And we believe this stupidity. And there's more stupidity that's just going to keep coming out. And people are going to keep fucking falling in line. Just question things. Sit back and, and be a skeptic for a little while. Question everything. There's nothing wrong with questioning things. I, I get so frustrated when I see people just give in right away to the fucking narrative that, you know, the TV tells them. Like, the Turn off the box for a little while. Try to do some some breathing and, and get away from your anxiety for a fucking second and do some constructive thinking. Start doing some research of your own. Do a little do a little reading. And now it's like you're considered a conspiracy theorist if you do your own research or 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 an extremist. Oh, you oh you quote unquote did your own research and then like people eye roll, like, oh, you did your own research. Like, yeah, I did my own fucking research. I can read. You know, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not a child. I'm not a kid that I just I, need to believe what something tells me right away. Sorry. Like how many times are we going to believe the lies that they like, that's why that episode is important. 100% we yeah. got to do that episode. I will not, I will mark that down. We'll, when, when Halloween season's over in November, we have enough time to research and get our data together. I'll, I'll leave it to it. We'll do it in November. You start getting your research. We could probably together. come up with a hundred things that they. Oh, there's to there's us there's about. so much. I I can name a few now, but we're running short on time. But I'll mark that down for November. When spooky season's over, we'll have a uh, a lot of conspiracies and a lot of things going into, uh, you know, the holiday season, which will let people sit back and uh, and marinate over their holidays holiday dishes and going into Christmas and New Year's. Right. You know? for sure, I definitely want to touch on ancient Mesopotamia again. There's a lot to dive into here. Uh, so so much so that I was like, I had to like be choosy about like, well, this is like the introduction episode, right? So like, there's there's more stuff that we could like dive in deep on and, and make connections. Like we did the last episode, making the connections to like the English and all these like myths surrounding right. Amelia Earhart and all these other English people who had these like mysterious croatoan like encounters writing that anyway we could definitely make those connections to the ancient world and start like piecing it together there's there's a lot to dive into here so stay ready for a part two folks because we're going to do that one stay ready and uh this whole episode with planet x and the anunnaki and joey leading the charge was made possible by spotify for podcasters if you haven't heard about spotify for podcasters it's a free app by spotify that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there 
download Spotify for podcasters and get your podcast started. As soon as you download, they give you everything you need, free tools, free tricks, and you can make money while doing it entirely free. So if you have a podcast idea and you want to get started with your own podcast, Spotify for podcasters. Joey, hell of a job tonight, buddy. Thanks, pal. Yes, sir. I will check you after we end the call. And this has been another episode of the Say What Again, Billy podcast.